Hey, what's up? It's Hurricane Dave, and welcome to my podcast. I appreciate everybody downloading this and taking the time out of your day to hopefully get some knowledge. On my teaser that I dropped, I said that I was gonna be covering the four or five phases that you go through when you get terminated. Now, I will tell you that this is episode number two of my podcast, and an old saying that I read somewhere, it says, it's better to be done than to be perfect. You see, I I should have started this podcast a long, long time ago, but I was busy trying to be perfect with the podcast, and I'm not a perfect person. If you follow me on social media, you'll see that sometimes I'll uh, use uh, grammar, not in the most effective language, not colorful, but not perfect. And so that's what this podcast is going to be, better done than perfect. So that's for all my podcast critics. But I do want to talk about some of the phases that you go through with with COVID-19. There's a lot of my colleagues finding themselves out of work, and it has absolutely nothing to do with their performance, nothing to do with um, what they may have done in the community, nothing to do with the perception of them, but it's just business at the end of the day. And radio will never be the same. It's never going to go back to the days that we knew before COVID-19. Um, I'd also like to say that it was not my idea planted in the owner's minds that they should look at how many hours people are working versus how many hours the companies are paying them. These companies are smart. So when I said on my social media, companies are going to look at you when they're paying you for eight hours and then you're working four hours now from home and now you're working an hour and a half. Why should they pay you insurance and pay you a full eight hour day when you're working an hour and a half? I didn't come up with that concept. That didn't come from me. It's common sense. But let me tell you about the phases that you're going to go through now that you found yourself, unfortunately, without a job. The first one is shock and awe. And I can tell you about radio, there are two types of people, those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. Nobody, and I mean no one that I know of in the business, escapes getting terminated. With cause, without cause, with circumstance, no circumstance, it happens. It happened to me after I was in the business for 13 years, 12 years, 12 and a half, close to 13 years. And when it happened, I remember people hitting me up saying, hey, man, welcome to the club. And I was like, the club? Oh, yeah. The you've been terminated club. That's a club that everybody eventually joins. But I didn't I didn't remember signing up for this membership. But yet I was a part of it. So that first phase is you'll probably be like, oh, my God, they they fired me. And I I tell you, when I got termed, I really thought that the company was never going to fire me. I was doing the music, scheduling the music. I was a person that was breaking records in the streets. I was respected in the community. This was in Houston, Texas. But it took me 12 years to get terminated. And I'll never forget that when I got terminated on that Friday, it was a Friday in May, May 25th to be exact, 1990. I had been to dinner earlier in the week with some very high-powered individuals. I mean, I was getting flown around the country, you know, all with the company's knowledge. I was in music videos. I was doing all kind of stuff. I was the man back in the day in Houston. Me and Chili Bill Smith, boy, we used to run the streets of Houston, Texas. I had like a 17 share, and the next day she may have had a five at night. Domination. I thought, how could they, they get rid of me? I mean, I I helped break so many records on Rap-A-Lot Records. I was the first one to play Public Enemy um, in Texas. You know, I believe I was one of the first ones to play Public Enemy 
outside of the state of New York. My name is on the back of several of those Public Enemy albums. I was one of the first to play NWA. My name is on the back of several NWA albums. And of course, Rap A Lot Records, I was there from the beginning. Jay Prince will tell you, those that know I was responsible or the station, I can't even claim as me, but we helped get Bushwick Bill in the Ghetto Boys. We did a station contest. Uh, rap lot came to us. Uh, the promotions person, I can't remember his name, unfortunately, and said, hey, we want to do a contest. And we, we did a contest, um, I believe, at the Thunderdome with Big Steve and Captain Jack. And we got Bushwick Bill in the Ghetto Boys. It was awesome. So I was doing all those things. The reason why I'm telling you that, not as, not as to brag, well, maybe a little bit, but to tell you that it doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how important you think you are to the company. It doesn't matter what you've done for the company. When the company is ready to put the pink slip in your box, they're going to do it. And most of the time, it's just business. There's an old saying that it's just business, not personal. It took me a long, long time to figure out that ish is right. It really is mostly business. And very few times is it personal. As I've matured over the years, I've come to realize a person may not like you, but as long as you're not a liability, you can keep your job. So a lot of times, it's strictly business. COVID-19, furloughs, terminations, that, my friend, is strictly business. Don't get yourself all bent out of shape over a company having to make a business decision to cut cost or downsize. It's like a person who has an ailment in a part of their body and that ailment in their body could spread and take you out. You gotta cut that ailment out to the bone so that you can live. In other words, so the company can survive. That's what's taking place all across the country. And do note, it will probably never be the same after the healing process. If you have to have a limb removed to save your life, you don't just get the limb back now that you're healthy. You have to stay healthy, right? I know I'm sounding like a company guy right now, and I'm not, anybody who knows me knows I'm not necessarily a company guy. I'm a realist. And yes, it's painful for these companies as well. That's phase one of the, the shock and awe. That first time for me, it hurt. But it also pointed my life and changed my life in a way that I'm so thankful for. I remember that Friday when I got let go, I got a call from Elroy Smith. And I talked to Elroy uh, this week, as a matter of fact. I love Elroy. That's, he's one of my heroes. He called to let me know that Steve Hagwood, who was running a station called KISS, I think it was KISS 98, wanted to hire me because, I mean, I was that guy, like I said. Now, we had gone to war with Steve Hagwood because he was an in-your-face aggressive guy coming to try to take my numbers at night and defeat the big radio station. And so I never thought I would be working for him or have an opportunity to work for him. But he is a excellent thinker, strategic thinker. It wasn't personal. He didn't take the wars that we had personal. I was pretty dumb and stupid at the time. I took everything personal because I wanted to kill for the people that I worked for and they terminated me. Oh, and let me tell you why. I guess you probably might be curious. Well, why did you get terminated? 
the quick version is I was pretty stupid. I actually thought after going through several PDs, several general managers, all the talent around me on all the shifts had changed at least once, maybe twice, that I could run the radio station. And so I went in and talked to the general manager and said, hey, I'd like to have an opportunity to run the station. And he said, no. And I said, no, but why? And he said, because you're not ready. I literally thought I was ready. I was, this, is how, this is how much I was into, this is my own ego. I'm being real with you on this podcast. I'm always going to be real with you. My ego said, Dave, you can run this radio station. You have the talent. You have the knowledge. I had never programmed no radio station before. And this was like, at the time, I think that was like a top six or top seven market. It definitely was inside the top 10. You don't get to be the boss in a top 10 market for the first time. Now, you might chuckle and be like, bro, you was bugging. But I didn't know. I didn't know that was a ridiculous request I was making. When I think about it now as a, as a veteran, I'm like, boy, you really was smelling yourself. But I didn't know that I was smelling myself. So at the end of the day... I walked out of his office. You know, they told me I wasn't going to be acting PD, temporary PD. They would not put any of that next to me. And so I stormed out of his office. He told me to come back. I turned around and looked at him like, yeah, right. What are you going to do, fire me? That was like on a Monday. I got terminated that Friday. And they brought in another good friend of mine by the name of Greg Street to replace me. True story. I love Greg. Greg's, you know, me and Greg are friends. Even though in Atlanta we battled, we still kept our friendship. Great guy. Classy, classy guy. Man, I I learned a lot from that experience. One of the first things I learned is the value of owning you. You need to own your intellectual property because when I got termed on that Friday, this is where I was going to go. Steve Hegwood called Elroy. Elroy called me to see if I had any interest in working across the street they wanted to put me on afternoon drive. I still, to this day, have a business card that has me doing afternoon drive. They only gave me one. The general manager only gave me one because I hadn't started, but it was awesome opportunity. I was thrilled. They went on the air. This is, this is the creative mind of Steve Hegwood. He got on the air Friday night when I was supposed to be on. They had a part-timer on. He started running promos, asking people in the city, where is Hurricane Dave? Genius. Where is Hurricane Dave? People are like, what are you talking about? They tune over and I wasn't there. That weekend, there were Hurricane Dave sightings. People were calling the radio station and saying, hey, I saw him at this club or I saw him over there. He's alive. He's not missing. Steve hammered it. Where is Hurricane Dave? To the point when Monday morning came, the people at my former job got the courts to send a cease and desist because they said they owned the rights to the name Hurricane Dave. True story. I was crushed. If I wasn't able to use Hurricane Dave on the air, I had no value. Powerful chess move. But that's how big the name Hurricane Dave was in Houston, Texas. Again, own your intellectual property. That's important. So guess what? They couldn't use the name Hurricane Dave. I couldn't use it because that was owned at the time by my former employer. It's a trip. It's a trip. It was a crushing blow. Now, the company that Steve was working for, that he was the PD for, said we could fight this, but it could take weeks. 
do you want to go through that? And I said, let me think about it. And I went home to an empty house and it was rough. I was alone. I went through some other personal stuff, got divorced. It was hard. I remember thinking that my world had ended because again, I'd never been fired. I didn't know what to experience. My friends didn't hit me back, my so-called friends. I remember crying like a baby. Here I am, a grown-ass man at the time, crying like a baby in a fetal position. I cried so hard. On day three of me realizing that my life had literally changed, it was about between 6 and 8 p.m. It was in the evening. I had no furniture. The only thing I had left in that house was a black and white TV, my computer, my clothes, and a washer and dryer. But I had nothing. Oh, I cried. I cried so hard on May 31st, 1990, that I started shivering and asking God to please help me. Weeping and crying, crying and weeping. And then all of a sudden, when I was talking to God, and I'm getting goosebumps right now, the Spirit of God came into me. And as I'm sitting here telling the story right now, goosebumps are on my arms. As the Spirit of God came into me through my head, through my body, down my legs, to my feet. A calmness came. It was almost like God said, I got you. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to stand you up. And I got up off the floor and realized at that very moment, May 31st, 1990, between 6 and 8 p.m., that I would never have another worry in the world. I stopped crying. The calmness was surreal. It was like I was dreaming. The next day, I went and bought me a couple of crosses. And you can look back through the pictures on my social media. You'll see that most of the time, my cross is displayed. You ain't know you was going to go to church on this podcast, did you? But that cross was a reflection that I wanted to see every time I looked into the mirror. I wanted to be reminded that God said, I got you. Mm -hmm. I have pictures of me wearing cross earrings in both my ears. And a crucifix stayed on my neck for a long time. It actually started as a crucifix. Then I put a diamond cross on there. A cross had been around my neck 25, 30 years. Never being off my neck for longer than enough time to be cleaned. Then right back on. Then I finally got a big cross tatted on my chest. And on that cross, it said, only God can judge me. Because we're quick to cancel and we're quick to judge without even knowing what a person may be going through. That will make you understand when I go to the forgiveness part of this. So let's talk about phase two. And thank you to Chili Bill Smith, by the way, who let me stay with him during those dark days. How did that story end? The company came to me after God had come into my spirit, told me, I got you. It was a couple of days after that that the company that said they owned the name Hurricane Dave, it was Key Market Communications, they came to me and said, hey, we don't want to get into a big court battle, but we can't have you leave and go across the street to the competition. We will pay you six months full salary if you just get out of town. If you just leave, we don't care where you go, just leave town for six months. 
for your non-compete period and we're going to pay you. Which was really nice because I had done so much for that station. They didn't have to do that, but they did. And I was shaking in my boots. I'll always remember going up to the, I don't know, 70th floor or something like that of some oil building in downtown Houston where their attorney's offices were. And I'm thinking, this is, they really going to pay me. And they paid me. They had two checks for equal amounts for six months. It was the most money I'd ever seen in my life. And when I put my hand to the paper to say that I would leave town, I remember my hand shaking. I was so nervous. But I got that money, and I got out of town. I got up out of there. I was gone. <laughs> That's my story of getting terminated. Real talk. Phase two, you're going to find out who your real friends are. You're going to be stunned at people that you thought were your friends that are not your friends. They're simply associates. I've been in this business so long, I can count on one hand how many people that I consider a real friend. They're associates. And you're going to distinguish between the two very quickly. And it's going to hurt. And you're going to say, I thought you was my friend. You're going to say that to yourself, not to them. And you're going to wonder, how did I not know that they weren't my friend? Because they do a very good job of being your friend. And a lot of it, it's not that they're being fake or not being genuine. They have a job to do. You know, when you're sitting behind that desk and you're making decisions about records, that's a powerful position. If you're on the air and you're introducing that song a special way, you're showing that song some special love because you really like it, that's very powerful. When you go out and you're entertaining and you're on stage and you're introducing an artist and you do it in a way that's so special, that's very powerful. But when all that is taken away from you, you're no longer Superman or Superwoman. You're just the regular Joe. Oh, it changes. Trust me. That's why I'm very humble now, because I had to be humbled. That's a real thing. And so these other individuals who were surrounding you, that were giving you love, man, you're the greatest. Hey, hey, let me take you here. Let me take you to dinner. Hey, do you need anything? Hey, do you need to fly any place? I got you. Yo, that's business. That's not no personal friendship. They can't tell their boss that they like Dave Smith, and so I'm going to fly him to where he needs to go. They can't tell their boss that. What, is, what can Dave Smith do for me? How can I explain that to somebody who might look at my ledger? You see what I'm saying? Now, if you're on air or if you're running a radio station, oh, that's a business expense. Make sure that your company that you're working for knows there has to be disclosure. This company is flying me from here to there. You want to do that. You want to be respectful of your company. But do understand that's business. That's not friendship. Now, they also have the right not to fly you someplace. They have the right not to give you a promotion. They don't have to do that. So there has to be some kind of likability is what I'm saying. And there are some good people that I've made good friends with in the industry. So I'm not saying everybody's like that. But even this go around, there are people that I haven't talked to in months. They used to call me every, Dave, hey, Dave, how you doing? They ain't checked on me in five months. Am I mad at them? Hell no, I ain't got time to be mad. I'm too busy over here winning and being blessed. But if it's the first time that you go through it, and this is again on the fake friends phase, it hurts really bad. 
when someone that used to call you all the time, one, doesn't call you, and two, when you call them, they don't call you back. Even this go around with myself, there's a very, very popular president or vice president or who said, hey, man, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set you up with, uh, with somebody from uh, one of the streaming companies. I know this person very well, you know? Hell, I would, I would probably, I could have them come down and fly down into Atlanta just to interview you. I said, if I get an interview, I'll get the job. I got that. I can make that happen. Did this person make it happen? Hell no. Not only did he not make it happen, but he stopped liking my photos, stopped commenting on my photos on Instagram, and didn't get back to me. Shame on you. But will yell my name out loud, oh, that's my guy, that's my guy. Really? Psh, don't bother. But that's what I mean about the business. Very disappointed in that individual who I've known for many years fake friend category. So my point is, whatever you're going through, that's part of your growth and your journey. That's part of it. Don't get mad at those individuals. And here's the key that I learned. This is the key you need to remember. It's not their job to take care of you. Let me say that again. Because you might not have got that because I was quick with it. It's not their job to take care of you. It's not their job to call and check up on you. You know why? Because they're calling the other person now. You see, we get confused work and personal. There's some gray area in there. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I've got some really good friends and I have people who have checked up on me and I have people who are gonna be dealing with me again because I'm doing some major stuff and I just can't talk about it just yet. But know the difference between friends and associates. It won't hurt as bad when you realize that it's their job to be your friend, that it's their job to call you every week. Hey, man, this is what I'm working. Hey, man, how's your family? That's their job. Hate to say it, but it's work. And it's not that they don't like you. They do like you. Because again, they don't have to give you anything. They're choosing to have a relationship with you. But that's work. Hopefully you'll build some sort of trust and bond like I have with so many people because I've been doing this the majority of my life. So I have lifelong friends. So don't think that I'm trying to badmouth the industry because I'm not. I'm just telling you what it is for you, a first-time person losing their job. I love the business. I mean, I, you know, I always tell people this business is like the girl that you love to hate. Oh, you love her. You love her so much. But every once in a while, she hits you with that stinger to make you say, man... I can't deal with this. That's when you get termed, when you're in and out of the business. But the love that you have and the passion that you have far outweighs anything that that person that you love so much does. The girl that you love to hate or the guy that you love to hate. So anyway, be careful about who you consider your friends. And don't get mad when you're out of the game that your phone stops ringing. I, listen, I was talking to Elroy Smith a couple of days ago. Elroy called me. He's one of my superheroes. He's one of my superheroes in radio. Steve Hegwood is one of my superheroes in radio. Miss H and Alfred, superheroes in radio. Love all those guys. But it ain't many. It ain't many. Okay, let me go on to phase three, and I'm going to shorten these up because I know I'm starting to get a little bit long, and I don't want to do a long podcast. I'm, I'm never trying to do a long podcast, but these are things that you should know. Phase three, depression and anger. 
there's nothing that can really stop you initially from going into some sort of depression and being angry. I mean, I've got people that I've talked to that were part of companies for 20 years, gave it their all, 100%. I'm dedicated to the company. I'm putting the company before my health, my company before my faith, my company before my family. When you do all those things for the company and you put the company first and then your family and then your faith or whatever, and when the company makes a business decision to move in a different direction, you have anger, depression. So there is a phase, but hopefully during this phase three of anger and depression, you get your priorities in line. You should have never, and I wish somebody would have told me this as a young person, you should have never put a job before your family and before your faith. Because one thing I can assure you of, your family, your bloodline, you're always going to have that with them. Yeah, you may fall out with them. Yeah, you may not talk to them for a while, but you're connected forever. That is your family. Your faith, I hope that you stay connected to your faith, whatever level it is. You don't put anything before that. Your faith is your, your measuring tool. It keeps things in balance. Your spirit man or woman or person. That's what keeps you in alignment. I'm talking to some young people who don't realize this right now. Never put anything, no job, jobs come and go, period. So once I figured out my priorities, first, faith. My undying faith in God is the number one priority. Number two, my family. And nothing comes before my family but my faith. Because you know, you got some bad family members sometimes. And if you don't have that faith in front, you might, ooh, don't do it. Then number three comes your job. But faith first, then family, then your job. That's the correct pecking order. I'll never forget one time I was in a market in Norfolk, Virginia, was doing afternoon drive, making a little name for myself, for my brand. Had a difference of opinion about how I said goodbye on the telephone with my general manager, who was a real I'll leave that there. So the following week, I went and filed for my unemployment. Do you know how embarrassing it is to be somewhat of a celebrity and you walk in the unemployment office and somebody, hey, yo, Hurricane Dave, what you doing here, man? Y'all doing a, you doing a live broadcast? Nah, brah. What you doing here? I'm trying to get that check. I'm doing the same thing you doing. I'm trying to get that unemployment check. And the room gets silent. Oh, Yeah. I'm over there standing at window C, C3, trying to get that check. Anger, depression, embarrassment, part of the game. All right, here goes phase four. This is forgiveness. You have to forgive those who done you wrong. You have to forgive the company for making a business decision. It's not about what happened to you. It's about how you respond to what happens to you. You see, when you forgive somebody, it's not to forgive them. It's so you can forgive yourself for even being angry at them. Because if you don't forgive them, you're going to fill yourself with anger, depression, poisonous things and thoughts are real. That anger and hatred that you have toward the company that terminated you, toward the person who had the unpleasurable thing of telling you, hey, man, we got to make a change. Trust me, I don't think that's a pleasurable thing. I've had to do it enough times. It's a terrible thing to have to tell someone, 
I'm changing your life, not for the better right now. That's not an easy thing. So don't hate that individual because I promise you, I'm almost 99%, unless they're sick, they don't enjoy telling you, hey man, we gotta let you go. Now, when I talked to some of my friends recently, especially one of the friends who told me, hey man, I've been there for 20 years, man. And they just said it like they was reading off a script. Well, they were reading off a company script and they had to say it that way. They can't show emotion because if they show emotion, then you show emotion and then guess what? We're going to have a problem. So don't take them being cold toward you as a reflection on them. Trust me, I know I've been on the receiving side and I've also been on the giving side. It's not easy for anybody in the room. So forgive them, please, for your own sake. Because again, that hatred, you hear me talk about it on my social media. I hope you're following me at Hurricane Dave on all my social platforms. You already know when I talk about hatred and the poison, it gets in your bloodstream. From your bloodstream, it goes through your arteries. Your arteries will start malfunctioning because you've poisoned you have poisoned your bloodstream. You got to have forgiveness in your heart. You got to have faith in your heart. That's how you're going to make it. Because hating somebody for doing something that some of them had to do because of COVID-19, that, that's just ridiculous. Don't do it. I mean, I, I could hate a lot of people for the lies and the BS that they've said about me. My radio people know what I'm talking about. It's not even in my character to say some of the things that people have said, but hey, they're trying to get a check. But I don't hate them. Because to hate them means that I hate one of God's children. And I'm not trying to hate any of God's children. I'm not. When you put hate out, it comes back like a boomerang. When you put positive stuff in the universe, it comes back like a boomerang. So remove any kind of hate. You can't control people. You can't control lies and greed. They don't care that you hate them. They could care less about your feelings. So why should you give your feelings to them? Move on. Let God handle it. He has the ultimate say anyway. And being a person of faith and knowing the deal, God knows, and he will set your table straight. I promise you, you just stay in faith and keep putting God first. Let God handle all that for you. But you gotta have forgiveness. That's a very critical phase, forgiveness. All right, let's talk about phase five, your comeback, because you are coming back. It may be different. It may not be in radio, may not be in records. It may not be in the entertainment business, but you are going to have a comeback. Don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. In this phase of my life, I was told, Dave, stay off social media. What? Dave, stay off social media. From friends. It's time for you to go dark. Go dark? Why? Because that's just what you need to do. No, no, that's not what I do. People go sit in the corner. They go in the... They go hide in the dark when they've done something wrong. Hold your head high and keep building your brand. Keep pushing. Keep your head up. Stay in faith. You just had a reset moment. I hear people say this is not a step back, but a step up. But it depends on how you handle the situation. I've said this before during this lockdown. Now is the best time ever for you to build a home-based business. I've said this my entire career, have multiple streams of income. I will never forget one of the times when I got let go, the look in my son's eyes, my oldest son. I have this thing when I go into a market, I get connected to the community. We always do something to help serve the homeless. 
As a matter of fact, I was on the board of directors for Hosea Feed the Hungry and Homeless for a couple of years in Atlanta. But literally every city that I've gone to, I do some sort of connection to the community. It's a community-based thing. I have Kane's Kids. I would love to bring that back into fruition. Kane'sKids.org, where we went to different high schools and helped high school students get motivated. I won an award when I was in Cleveland, Ohio, as a matter of fact, the 4040 Club, 40 members that was doing significant things in the community that were under 40. And I got in there the first year. It was an amazing accomplishment. So do good and you'll get good. But I'll never forget, this is critical. This is one of the most important things that has happened in my life. A few weeks prior to getting terminated, I took my family, like we do in every market, and we go feed the homeless, pass out sandwiches, drinks, make them feel special and loved because they should be. And a week or so before I got termed, we were doing this in a particular market. My family was awesome. They felt good. I felt good. The following week, I was let go. A change in philosophy. And when I got home, I'll never forget, at that time, I had a six-week-old child, had four kids, my oldest son was about eight or nine years old. He had helped pass out sandwiches. And when I had to tell him that daddy didn't have that job anymore, I'll never forget the look in his eyes. And he looked at me and said, Dad, how are we going to eat? And it broke my heart. Because I knew at that very moment, he was relating us to those individuals who were homeless. He thought in his mind that we were going to be needing the same help and that we were going to be in that type of a situation. And it was at that very moment that I said, you know what? I will never, ever put my family in a situation where I only have one stream of income. Now, hear me now. This is about your comeback. This is about you, not about me. I'm telling you my story because I want you to understand what you have to do. Build a business or an entity that you own and that you control. And I've been truly blessed. I'm always working on something. Never have one stream of income. It's irresponsible to put your entire family in one company's hands. It'll never happen with me again. I will pass up an opportunity. I will pass on a job if you tell me I can't have nothing in this world but to serve you. Now, I'm going to serve you well if you happen to be my employer. I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to be your model employee. Now, this is for you, okay, and me. You go above and beyond. You go the extra mile for that company that is providing for your family, right? I'm not saying give them 50% and then you do 50% on your business. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying give them 110%. Be a star player for that company but have something that you can do. Maybe it's something that could help the company, but you build you a brand. You can do it. I am so thankful to God that during this period, I started a number of different little projects. I'm so proud of my little radio station that I put on hurricanedaveplaylist.com. If you go to the Google store, you can just search Hurricane Dave and you'll see my app. Download it. That would be greatly appreciated. And check it out. It's a pretty cool little hip hop brand. I like it. It's my playlist. I should like it. During this downtime, I created this podcast, Hurricane Dave Podcast. I have brandedlive.com where we stream video from printed material. Go check that out. Branded Live, B-R-A-N-D-I-T, live. Although I did have to buy branded, B-R-A-N-D-E-D, branded, because there can be some confusion there. But my point is, 
Start a business. Build a business in a box. If you Google, I bet if you Google online, home-based business in a box, you can get a done-for-you business. Millionaires are being born right now while you're sitting on the sideline wondering, what happened? I got a couple of different things that I'm working on. I have a consultancy agency where I consult radio stations. One, which you will find out very soon, is a pretty major deal. Get up off the ground and stand up. Stop worrying about the past. Stop worrying that the company let you go and start thinking about your future. This is phase five. This is your comeback. Remember what I said earlier. It's not what happens to you, but how you respond to what happens to you. That's what's important. Dig deep down inside and get up. Don't worry about the fake friends. Don't worry about being angry and depression and being mad at somebody who doesn't care. Worry about forgiveness and worry about being in faith. That's what's important. Now, this podcast is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but I hope you got something out of it. Do share it. Do tell others about Hurricane Day podcast. Please check out those sponsors that I just mentioned. If you like what you heard, you can go to my page at hurricanedaypodcast.com and you can make a friendly donation. How about that? My book I'm working on, it's really done, but I'm debating whether I want to charge what I want to charge or do I just want to give it away. So many people are telling me, Dave, don't give it away. Hell, charge $10, charge $9.99 for the book. It's a book of quotes, though. And God is blessing me. But I do have other people involved, and they probably would like to get paid. It's only fair to them, right? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I do appreciate your time. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that your day is amazing. I hope that your life is blessed. And remember to keep God first. And if, if you don't believe, some people don't believe in God. Okay, I get that. But whatever that positive thing is that you believe in, believe in that. Believe in that. Me, I'm going to believe in God. Do your very best. You control the narrative on your life. You are the author and the storyteller of your life. Don't let anybody else tell your story. You tell your story. Have a great day. I love you. I promise I do. God bless you.